Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears. Yeah! Yeah! ESPN Chicago. And this is Carmen and Yurko, live from the old National Bank Studio. WMVP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago. A good Karma Brands radio station. Third down and 10. Snap back. Roshan Johnson in protection. Fields winds up. Throws to an open man. First down catch. DJ Moore fighting inside the 20, inside the 15, and goes down there with under a minute to play at the 55-second mark. DJ Moore coming open. They let him on the in-cut. Nobody near him. Hit him on the numbers. That was really the play of the game. Uh, Cairo Santos, a few plays later, after a couple of kneel downs, Yurko uh, would kick the game winner. And the Bears improved to four and eight. Jeff Joniak right here in your home for Bears football. TSPN 1000. Matt Eberflus meets the media in about 20, 30 minutes. We'll carry that live here in your home for the Bears. Courtney Cronin will join us in 90 minutes. It's Carmen and Yurk. Good afternoon, everybody. Uh, my my partner, by the way, playing with a bum ankle. So uh, well, I, ankle. I, I'm fine. I come in. You, you're grinding through it today, I gotta, man. I, I can tell I you're got, in pain. I got a massage this morning, and I got some alleviation of some issues down there. Uh, until I take those burn, bone spurs out, it's not going to make a difference. I know. My those partner bone spurs got to go hasta la bye-bye. That's so. bone spurs. That's just the way it is. You know, they got them taken out 30 years ago, and guess what? They're back? Yes, <laughs> who's back? Shady's back. You were uh, you and Peggy on to what, about 1 a.m.? Uh, we were on until 12.30, and then Pat, the designer, and uh, Pat and Jeff Miller took over from there until 2.30 in the morning. You gave him his actual proper uh, yeah, sobriquet. Today, yeah, I told him I called him the impaler the other <laughs> day, and the, the compliment. <laughs> but either way, Pat, the designer, they were on late night. So give them yeah. all the credit in the world. Was something learned yesterday yeah. on that specific play mm. I was going last week? Remember the shallow cross he didn't hit with DJ Moore and he went to the long ball with Scott stopped on, didn't make completion. Uh, Scott was clearing it out. He was. The deep in coming underneath was DJ Moore. Yeah. Did he learn something from last week? He said it was something that they drilled going back to training camp. Yeah. And he said the reps just that, that paid off. He Good. recognized it, saw it, he made the play. Good. You know, Justin, uh, minus holding the ball for a little bit too long, uh, maybe a couple of times on that final series, was good on the final series. I don't know what to make of last night. Look, their last two wins but in prime time, uh, well, I'm, not, I'm not sure what to say. I mean, to, to not score a touchdown and to be jubilant today, and I get it. Winning in the NFL is hard. I understand it's that. Difficult. I understand that. Did they move if, the ball? If the Chiefs were to get up after a game and talk about, all right, it was a little different. We kicked a bunch of field goals, but we want, like, I get it. It's hard to win in the NFL. You're not the Chiefs. You're not the Chiefs. Like, what did we learn about the Chicago Bears yesterday going to beat Josh Dobbs? Who, listen, great story. Don't want to take anything away from the kid. Objectively, he's not an NFL starting quarterback. He isn't. No, not yet. Not yet. Might he one day become one? Yeah. I mean, listen, two interceptions were deflections. Two 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 interceptions where his receivers had the ball in their hands and they deflected it up and decided, hey, when you're playing patty cake, patty cake, Baker's man out there. Even the defensive linemen did tip drills. Okay, and you saw Joe was it uh, ninety three, what's his name? Justin Jones? Yes. He almost came down with the interception. He did, yeah. And then he tipped it over to Gordon and Gordon made the interception. So good for him. Josh but, Dobbs is two and eleven as a starter in the NFL. His quarterback rating is below eighty. I mean, he's not—he's not, he's not he's a, a starter. He's a struggler. He's a struggler. They traded for him, Carm. Well, they were desperate. They I traded mean, I, for him. 
and he's won a bunch of games in a row. Yurko, he's 2-11. and 11. He hasn't won anything a bunch in a row. He's 2-11 and 11 Well, as a Minnesota, starter. I'm saying Minnesota has won, right? And hasn't Minnesota won some games they in a row? Won. They had won. They lost last week in Denver. Yeah, they had won five in a row. You're right. They lost in Denver, but they did win five in a row. And then the Bears went and stymied them. They, they, hey, the they, Bears they, run defense is the number one run defense in the NFL. You know that. Oh, yeah. It's been Average most per of the game, year. It's 79. Yeah. 79 yards per game. They're the number one team in yeah. giving up yards per game. I give the defense all the credit in the world for the way they played, the yeah. way they hung in there, the but way what? they fought, the way they scrapped, the way they forced turnovers, the pressure they got on the quarterback. But what did we really learn, though, yesterday? I mean, you, you still have an, it, you learned, have an unwillingness to really let Justin throw may, the ball down the field. You may not like this, and this may not sit well with the Carmen DeFalco today. I said it last night, and I, I've, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to firmly believe this as you move forward. Is Justin Fields Lamar Jackson? Can he become Lamar Jackson? Is he Lamar Jackson? Because if I said Lamar Jackson's on this team, you'd be a happy camper. Of course, right? of course. So can Justin Fields be as an effective quarterback as Lamar Jackson? Lamar Jackson had one MVP season. He did. Or he went crazy and it went through the roof. But when you look at him and you've seen what he's done and what he can do, can you envision him sidling up next to him or, or settling in right underneath him? Um, and that's the question that needs to be asked. And if the question is yes, I mean, the answer is yes to the question, then he might be your quarterback as you move forward. But if the just, answer is no, he's not, then you're going to have to move off. Is it, that's just it, the way is it is. Is it bad that we're saying or that I would answer that by saying I don't know and he's played 35 games in the NFL? How could we not know? When you say to me, could he be Lamar Jackson? Lamar Jackson was the MVP of this league in his second year. Lamar Jackson and hasn't is, replicated that performance. No, I know, but you're, you're like Lamar Jackson's fifty-four and nineteen as a starter. He's a Justin winner. has seven wins. He's a winner. Seven on a team that was more ready to win than he's in a much better situation. He's got a better coach. He's got a better front office. He's got a better team. I get all that. Okay, I do. I get all that. How do we? So how do you put all of that together to try to decipher like I, what I Justin is simple. or can be? I think it's that simple. It's that simple. But how do we not know? And if you don't have the offensive coordinator and you don't have a head coach and you don't have anybody that wants to play that style of quarterbacking or that style of offense, and you're going to bring in a new coaching staff, and it's not going to be suitable to what Justin Fields can do, his strengths, then in essence you're signing off on all of them. Do you know what I'm saying? You're writing them all off. You're saying, Lakanoch, good night. We're going to start anew. That's what you're doing. This is uh, Adam Schefter before the game last night on Countdown, saying almost exactly what you said yesterday, Yerk, during the show, when somebody called about Lamar. Uh, excuse me about Lamar, about Justin. About Justin Fields. I wish he was Lamar. I wish I could confidently sit here and say, yeah, I think he's as good as Lamar. I, I can't say that. I, and do I think he will? I don't know. I don't know how to answer that. Do I think he can be? I don't think so. That we're even asking the questions three seasons in, though. Doesn't that usually mean no? The answer is no. Listen to Adam Schefter before the game on Countdown, York. That is the answer and the information that the Bears are trying to get in the remaining part of this season. They want to see how Justin Fields plays, not only for them, but whether or not they want to use the number one overall pick, which they're currently slated to have, courtesy of the Carolina Panthers, on a quarterback in a historically elite quarterback draft class, or whether they want to stick with Fields, or... Whether they even want to trade fields, he would have a market then. So there are options available for the Chicago Bears, Scott. The question is, what is the best course of action 
for this franchise to take. But right now, Carolina's misfortune is the Bears' blessing. And right now, they have a 67% chance to land that number one overall pick, which certainly would have to play into Justin Fields' future one way or another. It's a carbon copy of what you said yesterday, that the best thing is that he continues to play well because it gives you the most options. Yes. Gives you the I'm most options. do with him. Yes, absolutely. And... Look, and I'm not even saying that Justin was awful yesterday. I think the play calling, again, leaves a lot to be desired, and it makes me wonder what they really think of Justin. They don't trust each other. The, yeah. And now, now here's where I will give Justin think, a hard time. I do think Fields doesn't trust. He might not. The Bears either. He might not. Yeah. This is where I'll give Justin a hard time. Justin Fields, since entering the league in 2021, now has 35 fumbles. The next closest quarterback is Trevor Lawrence with 28. And he's played more games. He's played a lot more. Justin Fields has seven more fumbles than any quarterback in the NFL since the start of 2021. He also has 27 interceptions, which ranks 12th. Only 13 of those fumbles have been recovered. That means Justin Fields has turned the football over 49 times. In 35 games. 49 turnovers in 35 games. That's where I'll continue to be critical of yeah. Justin Fields. You've got to protect it simply the cannot happen. It is totally, totally uh, it inexcusable. Is, it is no, inexcusable. And it is no inexcusable. way for, to ever build an offense around a quarterback or sustain an offense or be a winning team. 49 turnovers. 49. 49. In 35 games. It's awful. Not all of what went wrong last night was on Justin. I don't think... I mean, it, 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 it's crazy the way the Bears had the football again well, and, like, and, and were winning the turnover battle, that they were life and death in that football nothing. game. It's yeah. crazy. And Pat, the designer, came up to me last night and he goes, 14 screens. 14 screens without the one variant off of those screens where you fake the block and you send the guy deep. Right. Not one Not time. Not one time. Now, one time, did you decide to say, hey, we've got him thinking horizontal. Right. We've got him thinking this. Let's pop one on him. Let's see if we can get it on him. And I'm not. And that's, that's probably where it's not all on Justin. And, I agree. And right? if you don't like, have a guy running uh, clear and free, hey, chuck it into the end zone. Oh, I overthrew him. Big deal. 18 passes last night were at or behind the line of scrimmage. That's half their attempts. Yeah. 18. Yep. Justin Fields' A dot for, I think, the third time this season was in the first percentile. 2.5 air yards. His EPA per play last night was in the 24th percentile. Not for the week, all time, since the data has been tracked going back to 2010. 24th percentile. The Bears' early downs, pa- early down pass plays last night netted. Are you ready? A whopping negative 0.45 EPA per play. That is the third percentile all time. They had the ball for 36 minutes and couldn't score a touchdown. 36 minutes and couldn't score a touchdown. Well, like I said, Getsy don't trust Fields and Fields don't trust Gutsy. That's what you got right now. That's where you're at. Well, then that's a problem. Yes. They don't trust each other. And when there ain't no trust, and nothing and, good is happening. And, and you're, I cannot buy the answer. Well, Brian Flores blitzed us 70% of the time in the first meeting, and he blitzes 50% of the time on the season, and we had to get it out quick. That's fine. But then what you just said, 
You should be doing all that to set up something else. And they yes, never did nothing. that. The only time the ball went down the field was out of desperation when they needed points at the end of the game. And I think it went six yards downfield when they hit uh, they hit Cole Komet for that little like twenty yard game that he had in the game. It, it, it's just the, none of this. None of this looks good. None of it really gives you any belief or confidence that they could sustain any sort of offense going forward. And maybe it's as simple as what you just said. Neither side really trusts one another. I don't think they do. But the best thing for them is for Fields to play well, or at least well enough. We're in the eyes of other where, where, where he becomes desirable to other teams. Like you said yesterday, like Adam Schefter just said, we played the sound from Adam Schefter on Countdown last night, and it opens up a bunch of opportunities for the Bears come the offseason. A fourth win ties them with Washington and the Giants. Now, there are always tiebreaker scenarios that are going to, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll move, go back and forth, right, over, the back and forth over where you're going to finish in the ultimate standings. Like yeah. they're ahead of Washington because they won the head to head, they're behind the Giants. We told you yesterday, we're now becoming the world's biggest Tommy DeVito fans, not just because he's Paisan, but uh, the more wins, the better for the Giants, right? Oh, yeah. Better better for the Bears Yeah, the Giants keep winning. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yes, we like that. Hey, more I'm wins, the better for, the for Arizona. I'm sure we screwed that up yesterday, teams. but more wins, the better for Arizona. Right. Well, listen, you know you you're know? going to win some games. I, again, you've got the number one pick. Let's hope it stays that way. But you've it, it got should. It. it should. You've got it. You hear right what Schefter now. said? It's about a, almost a 70% yeah. chance, according to the like well, you know, the, mean, the look ahead. The Bears were 98% chance to be winners two weeks ago, and they weren't. So let's not worry about Thanks it. Thanks for reminding me Let's of that. just watch it as it goes along and not project what it might be, but let's find out what it actually is. Let's hope the Panthers keep losing. Right? Yeah, that's it. Those are the things we have so to chip for. The, first pick. the Giants keep winning. If the Bears pick ends up being the ninth pick, fine. I don't care. Like one and nine. Yeah. Well, I'd like it to be more than that, though. You're. Well, I mean, we'd all you, like you it to be walk, more than that. If you want to walk away, like we said yesterday, whether it's a quarterback in Harrison or a tackle in Harrison, you, or, you're, you're going to find a left tackle at nine, and I'm I'm being generous to the Bears uh, to to get them at nine. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you probably. There's are. a slew of teams that think they're still in the playoffs. Yeah. Green Bay thinks they still got a shot to make the playoffs. That's true. So let them propel themselves. Let all these teams get hot and, 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 and do this and do that and think they've got a chance to do something going into next year. Go ahead, do it. Keep winning games. If the Bears settle in at 6 and 11, how far does that push them down? Are you 7th? Are you 8th? Are you picking 7th maybe? Yeah, I don't know. That's a good point. That's what I'm asking. All right, so uh, we want to talk to Bears fans today. we got a lot of time for your phone calls. Your big takeaways from that slop fest last night, I mean, it was just brutal. Uh, 12-10, I mean, come on, in prime time. Six combined turnovers, one combined touchdown. One. Yeah, it was bad. Just awful. I think, awful display. I, I, I didn't even think Hawkinson showed up for the first half. It was awful. 312-332-3776. You can ring us up. It's Carmen and York. We'll be right back. Zoning out on that Zoom meeting? Zoom, 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 Zoom. Find out what Carmen and Yurko were talking about. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Wasn't what I had in mind. When you start third, third down and short, you're going to get you're going to get heavy press. You're going to get man coverage. You then have some shots, some opportunities to get one on one with DJ Moore, but. Instead, they, you know, we've seen this. Minnesota has seen this. Get the ball to D.J. Moore. See if you can block him and let him pick up the first down. And the answer was they couldn't, and he didn't. 
I mean, even Buck and Aikman, Yurk, <laughs> beside themselves. Yeah. <laughs> Aikman couldn't stand it anymore. What What is happening? That's what he wanted to say. 18 passes, folks, at or behind the line of scrimmage. You don't see that a lot. 18. 18. Your coordinator doesn't trust his quarterback. And your quarterback doesn't trust because what's happening and what's going on. I know uh, the and, Minnesota. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Anymore, Kevin Warren coming out. And you hear the rumors about him wanting to run the team and him wanting to have a part of football decisions. When you're coming into an organization and everybody that is here now has no part of you know of you as the quarterback, it's not a comfortable feeling. Hmm. And all he can do is play his best now. Uh, I know Minnesota fans a little hot and bothered with uh, Kevin O'Connell in that second half and some of the decision-making, uh, the decision to go for it on that first possession of the second half, fourth and seven at midfield. You know, the, uh, the fourth down bot actually uh, favored punt there. You don't see that very often. Normally, because the, 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 the analytic standpoint or uh, um, the analytic view, because the numbers normally tells you the more you're on the field, the more your offense is on the field, the more expected points are added, and that's how you're going to win games. Fourth down bot actually favored a punt there. They didn't. They went for it. They didn't get it. Again, that was probably a throw that better quarterback maybe gets it out in front of TJ Hawkinson. He easily reaches for the first down. That wasn't the case yesterday. He came up a yard short. They gave the Bears a short field. They took the lead at 6-3. Then he decides not to attempt a 61-yard field goal with his kicker indoors. His kicker, uh, Greg Joseph, made one of those last year. Now he's 3 of 6, 50-plus yards this year. Maybe that scared him off. But if you make that, you're forcing the Bears to go down and score a touchdown. Instead, they punted. Uh, so I think that uh, Minnesota fans are a little hot and bothered with some of the decision. But probably what was worse than punting there and not going was some of the play calling on those three plays after the second Justin Fields fumble. That's probably where you know you really could get into Kevin O'Connell and say, you need yeah. to be more aggressive there to get yeah. at least one first down because you probably end the game with the first down. Well, or at the very least, you make it a shorter field goal, too, then, you know? Right. You make it a shorter field goal. I think that's what you end up in. And, and, and if you get two it, first downs, you end the game. Right. I, but if you're aggressive, there's a chance for you to just continue on. Do you know what I'm saying? If you're more aggressive, you continue on. You're not settling for anything. Right, right, right. You've got yeah, you just, you're, you're killing it out. You're going right. to run the clock. Out. Yes, exactly. That's what you're going to do yes. by being aggressive. Right. So I think uh, I know, uh, and I know one, we uh, we both know uh, a certain Viking fan that, uh, I don't know if you were getting angry texts, but believe oh, me, oh, I was getting oh, some angry texts from Viking Scott. Scott. I was like, not a happy I'm a, camper. I'm assuming at some point we might be getting well, a phone call today from Viking Scott. Or we might be getting some fresh uh, Munster Donuts. Maybe we should. And I don't even know, we, we didn't make the wager. <laughs> he was not happy with Kevin O'Connell in the the second half. Mohammed is in California on ESPN 1000. Hey, Mohammed. Hey, good morning, fellas. Thank you for having me on the show. Hope you hope you and your families are doing well. Just wanted to talk about Justin Fields' game last night. Extremely impressed. Guys, we have to remember one thing. This is the same defense that beat the 49ers. That made Brock Purdy look bad. And that's with an offensive genius Shanahan as his head coach and a play caller. Now, if there was ever a time that we have to surround or put our arms around a young athlete who's a great leader in Justin Fields, takes accountability, works hard, supports his teammates, even when he was out. Look at what he did for that kid from Shepherd University, supported him, extremely positive. I honestly think that the Bears 
especially with Ian Cunningham coming over from Eagles. They need to take a look at Jalen Hurts. He was struggling despite of having the best O-line. They surrounded him with some playmakers. Right now, yes, the Bears do have DJ Moore, who's over 1,000 yards only. Who else is he going to chuck the ball up to when he's being double-covered? Bears need to draft Marvin Harrison Jr. I would trade down with the second pick and draft that defensive tackle, Jarzon Newton, give Matt Eberflus a real three-tech to make his mm-hmm. defense go. He needs it. Absolutely. And, you know, another thing, I, I work as an administrator myself. I'm not too sure on Matt Eberflus, but one thing I have to compliment him on, despite of all the dysfunction and hardship that the Bears dealt with at the beginning of the year, I mean, we are barely talking about those two coaches being fired. He has, yes, he's not a good public speaker, but he has kept his team together. And I think another thing that plays a good role for him or plays in Bears' favor is they have a couple of dudes that grew up in Chicago. Watched Brian Erlacher, Lance Briggs, watched some of the greats grow, you know, play for the team, and now they're carrying on that same tradition. TJ Edwards, oh my God. Edwards was good last night. He was. Oh, he was. He was good last night. He's been mostly good too. But I mean, I thought he was really good last night. Muhammad, thanks. He was all over. I, I, the the whole like the coach, you know, is keeping things together. I, I, you don't I, like I'll, that? I'll, I'll, no, no, I don't like that. A lot of times, I go back to what Waddle always says about your kids not doing drugs. That, that's like the baseline. I don't know. I mean, like, I, am I supposed to sing Matt Eberflus's praises because he's not a, a, a boob like Josh McDaniels? I, I, I don't know. I mean, like. I expect well, my coach to be able to maintain uh, the locker room. I, I don't know how much extra credit am I supposed to give him for that. Maybe we should because not well, all coaches I can mean, do it. You see crazy things happening all over the place. Marcus Peters, they're going to let go. He's right? terrible. Yeah. He won't tackle anybody. Right. He won't play physical. He's right. terrible. Well, I mean, that's part of losing it. You can't get guys to buy in. You can't get guys to play. Like, do I, Am I supposed to like give Sean Payton extra credit? I expect Sean Payton to do what Sean Payton's done. Sean Payton's a great coach. And he gets paid a ton of money. And he gets paid $10 million a year or whatever yep. Sean's making. A lot of money. Like, I expect Sean to be able to keep the Broncos stable. Do I Do I don't know. I mean, maybe we should give extra credit for that. I, I, I go back and forth on that one year because not all of them can do it. But isn't that sort of like a basic prereq of the job? You have to be able to lead and command your guys? But you've seen it go awry, especially Fine, with uh, Tressman. Yeah, you yeah, saw it yeah. go sideways with Trestman. You saw him lose the guys. You're right. The veteran players especially. You're right. Uh, let's go to Josh in Columbus. What's up, Josh? Hey, boys. Appreciate you guys doing my call. Sure. Yeah, another uh, another tough watch last night oh. for the beloved. And, uh, you know, just kind of makes me think that, you know, as fans, we're just kind of in this, this holding pattern um, really until the end of the season. Right. I mean, it's like we're just here searching for answers. And it's like all we're getting is more questions. Right. It's like the quarterback, I thought, looked pretty good in terms of what he was asked to do, but the, you know, wasn't asked to do a whole lot and didn't have a whole lot of answers to a lot of the pressures that Minnesota was bringing. So it's like, you know, who do you blame there? Do you blame the coach? Do you blame the quarterback? You know, it's like, are we bringing the quarterback back? Are we letting the coach go? Or heck, are we even going to bring the GM back? Like, it just feels like we're in just a holding period yeah. here for the next. So we're just going to have to kind of hunker down and ride this one out. Yeah, it's a good point, Josh. It's like we have to get to, what is it this year, Jan 7th. Jan 8th. Is, yeah, Jan 7th yeah, the, last, the game. last game. Jan 8th. Jan 8th. Like, what are we going to be saying come Jan 8th? It's a good way to put it, Josh. We, it is seemingly just like in this holding pattern. Uh, let's go to, where do you want to go here? Let's go to uh, Salvatore in Peoria. What's up, Sal? 
boys, I've waited all day to talk to the good kid here. So welcome I'm aboard, a little Sal. fired up. A little fired up, boys. Go ahead. So you, you, you watched this you watched this debacle last night. You've got your your offensive line finally comes together. We, we got our running back. They're they're establishing their dominance. You got your running back hitting holes. He's running hard, and this moron decides he wants to throw a little little screen out. So you're running your offensive linemen all over the field, left and right, left and right. You're wearing your offensive line out. You got a linebacker showing blitz. You you got Fields pointing his fingers everywhere. The linebacker goes into zone coverage, and here comes the, the DB or the safety on the blitz. You, you got wide receivers who can't block, and, and I got to hear this crap about, oh, Eberflus, he's a, he's a good coach. He's held the locker room together. Well, guess what? Nancy Pelosi held everything together, too. Does that make her a leader? These people, man, I'm telling you what, Fields is not the answer. He can't read a defense. He's got a great arm. He's got great legs, and he's fast. But you know what? Look at, I mean, Oh my God! I'm just disgusted, oh. man. Like, we, oh boy, we yes. don't have any offensive presence, man. No, there's our, our very little. Is, there's very little. There's nothing that. And there's no passion. I know. Well, I, Sal, thanks. Uh, it's hard when you're knocking yourselves around there for the better part of three hours. I don't know. I wouldn't question the passion that no, the I players are playing that. with. No, no. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. I question their ability to play real, you know, sustainable offense. How'd you not, like my guy I, Dexter yesterday? Uh, well, minus the penalty. Well, there's a crap. We got to break. They're telling us to break on time. Terrible. God forbid we're late for Matt Eberflus's brilliant press conference coming up. You want a game? Three one two three three two three seven seven six. What's this one that he plays with? The team play with great chemistry, or what is that one? I don't know. Complimentary football. We're going to hear it, kid. We'll hear from the coach when uh, we come back, and then he's on Waddle and Sylvia a little bit later with the coaches show. We'll be right back. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko. If you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Cairo Santos, 08, snap. Right hash, angle left. Santos the kick. Santos is good from 30 yards. And the Bears crawl back in front 12 to 10 over the Vikings. On a 30-yard field goal with 10 seconds to play. Jeff Joniak here in your home for the Bears. Matt Eberflus is going to meet the media. We'll carry it live. We'll be on with Waddle and Sylvie later. Courtney Cronin joins us in an hour from Hallis. It's Carmen and York live in the old National Bank State Street studio. Watch us today and every day on Twitch and YouTube. Brought to you all this week by the great folks at Few Whiskey. Fortune fancies the bold. We're going to be with Few tomorrow night at Benny's. We've been talking about this. The, all the shows, the whole station. Tomorrow night, free event. Come by, taste the barrels we picked. They'll be on sale for the first time. Start doing your ho- uh, start doing all your holiday shopping at Benny's. Oh, yeah. But uh, come drink some few with us tomorrow. Benny's, Marcy Street, Lincoln Park, 630 to 830. It's going to be a blast. The Vikings are still the seventh seed, York, if you can believe it, in the NFC. Now at 6-6, six and six, the Packers a game behind at 5-6. and six. The Rams, 5-6. and six. Yurko was a bully uh, on the Rams more than I, most. I thought the Rams were going to respond. Yeah, I thought they were. Um, they went to 3-6. and six. Now they've kind of rebounded a little bit and yeah. they've come back. Big win against AZ. Yeah, they're hanging yeah, around. They're hanging around. But the Minnesota at 6-6. Six and six, and Now they've hit their bye, and you wonder if Mullins will be able to play when he, they come out of bye. I think they would make that change. Uh, no disrespect to Josh Dobbs, but it just uh, you can't sustain this, obviously. Uh, you can't keep rolling him out there. Um, so we'll see where the Vikings go from here, but that could be a costly loss for them. 
I mean, they tried. They basically gift wrapped it for the Bears. The Bears tried their best to sort of give it back. The only touchdown in the game was scored late. For a second there, you thought, my God, are the Bears going to blow this one after forcing four turnovers and having the ball for all this time again? Because they turned it over twice in the Justin Fumble. There's just all kinds of ugly. Both teams averaged fewer than five yards per play last night. There was one total touchdown in the game. It was awful. You know, there's the stat that was out there, uh, 75 yards in penalties. Yeah, the Bears had a lot of penalties. Uh, so if No team has ever won a game. They're 0-46 when they had 75 yards in penalties and another stat. Really? And they're the only team that's ever won with those two things. So last week they became the only team to ever lose. The yesterday they made, what a weird the thing. The only team that ever won it. And it's, it's, it's 75 yards in penalties and something else. Well, that's the NFL in yeah. 2023, I guess, yeah. Eric. It's, it's just nuts. wild, isn't it? I mean, how did I, I got to figure out what it was, though. That we talked about it last night. The Bears snapped the division, lo- the division losing streak. Comes to an end at 12. Remember, we told you yesterday they had the, uh, it was tied for the longest losing streak within the division in franchise history. They would have set a new record had they blown that last night. They did not. So they pick up their first win against the North since Thanksgiving of 2021. It's the first win in the division for Matt Eberflus. Justin was good on the final drive. He found DJ Moore twice for 52 total yards. The first play was almost as big as that last play, Eric, where he, but, you know, they picked up 16 yards on that first pass play. Uh, to DJ, and it was a great way to start that drive. And then they were, you know, quickly, you pick up 16 yards on that first play, and now you're feeling real yeah. good. Yeah, down just get, a couple by being in field goal. You're getting down, little, down you're by getting one frisky. at that point. You're getting frisky. Yeah. DJ Moore has uh, gone over 1,000 yards, Jerko. He's at 1,000, I think three. He's on pace for 1,420 yards. Uh, B. Marsh holds the franchise record, of course, in a 16-game season. B. Marsh had 1,508 yards in 2012. That is the Bears' single-season nice. record. Uh, DJ's on pace for 1420. That would be the third-best single-season ever in Bears history. It's well, uh, B. Marsh Robinson. No, I think, uh, I think Alshon at 1421. Well, I thought Marcus, and Marcus Robinson had a 1,400-yard year. Let me double-check. Maybe you're right. I was looking at it last night. Um, I know it would just been in the third because somebody else had fourteen twenty one. I thought it was Alshon, but you could be right, well, Yurko. Just take a look. I'll look just at tell it. Real me. Quick. I'll do it too if you if you want to do it. We'll see who gets there first. Here's a stat I love: DJ Moore, fourteenth in the NFL uh-huh. in yards per route run. He's been everything the Bears hoped for. Yeah, top twenty in yards per route run. He's got over a thousand yards on pace for fourteen hundred. That would be his best single season you ever. Were, you were hoping for a stud, right? And he's a stud, right? You're, you, I mean, you, you wanted a stud fourteen hundred on the on the dot. Oh, for for, for Marcus okay. Robinson. So Alshon fourteen hundred on the dot. So Alshon has the second best at fourteen twenty one, and DJ's trending right now for uh, fourteen twenty. So he, when it's all said and done, he could pop the second best single uh, season ever in terms of receiving yards. And maybe he even passes Marshall if he goes nuts in the in these last, uh, what, they've got five that, games left. But I, it is the extra I, game. I would say they were worth it, right? Bryce Young, that's what Carolina gets. Coaches are being fired. Uh, the owner is opening his mouth and he just keeps talking. And none of it sounds good, whatever's coming out of his mouth. You've got your right tackle that's going to be here for an extended period of time. You've got a stud-wide receiver. And you get their... Pick this year in the draft. I it think seems the Bears like it's worth it. Draft. Like DJ's a legit yeah. Yeah. number one wide receiver, yeah. isn't he, York? Yeah. Aren't, like, right? We all agree. And to say, yeah, you, you traded a lot, but you did acquire a number one wide receiver in his prime. Mm-hmm. I think that's a fair. I think the Bears won, yeah. right? And the stat is you scored no touchdowns. You didn't score a touchdown in a game. 
and you gave up 75 yards in penalties, teams were 0-46 in those two scenarios, yet the Bears found a way to win the game. Is that right? Boy, that's painful for the Viking fans, isn't it? Yeah. That's one they got to sit there and think about. Three one two three three two three seven seven six is the well, number. I mean, here's something to think about, Carmen. This is what upsets me. Detroit game and the Denver game. Yeah, of course. Well, you blew them both. You had a ninety something percent chance of winning both games, and you blew them both. You know? You're six and six, and what are you doing? You'd be tied for the. You'd be in the playoffs. Yeah, ith. Well, wait. Yeah, you'd be six and six. Yeah, you'd be ith in the hunt. Not only in the hunt, they'd be the seventh seed. Probably in the hunt is what I'm giving them, which is all I ever wanted this year. You'd have the head was to head to be over in Min- the hunt. Uh, well, no, because they they split with Minnesota. You'd have to look at the other tiebreaker and yeah. see. They they'd be yes, they'd be right there yeah. with Minnesota for right. the seventh seed. Yes, That's you're all, right. You'd be in the hunt. You're right. You'd be in the conversation. You're correct. Your helmet's there on Sunday with two minutes left in the game and the blowout, and all of a sudden they're saying, "Well, they're going to be this." And look who's in the hunt. It's the Chicago Bears. Billy's in Crown Point on ESPN 1000. Hey, Billy. Don't be a hero, Billy. Hey, how you doing? Good. You got to set up over-under for Eberflus to say, yeah, you know? (laughs) Uh, Okay, is that (laughs) – thanks, Billy. I'm going to set it at – I'm going to set it at 18 and a half. I'm going to set it at 19 and a half. Yeah, you know. The over-under? 19 and a half. 19 and a half? Yeah. Yeah, you knows? Yeah. How about complimentary football? What are we going to set that at? Six and a half. Six and a half. You're going to hear complimentary football. I heard it all night night last night. Uh, We played complimentary football. Especially (laughs) late. It was complimentary football. Going to get a ton of that. I'm going to hold on. 19 and a half. And then complimentary Complimentary. complimentary football. T-A, oh my, complimentary. Philly against Frisco. My That's Lord. the game, baby. It's a game and a half this week. There's not many good games on the slate. By the way, three games, uh, minus three games this week, six teams on by. There's not many great games, Yurk. It's kind of an ugly slate. Yeah, but that game's good. Jets and Giants are playing, and anytime you get the Jets and Giants playing, it's not good. I, I, we'll hold off on a few phone calls because we're waiting for Eberflus. I don't want to get. I don't want to have to hang up on someone. If Eberflus uh, steps to the podium, so sit tight. Uh, do you want... You know what? I was going to give you real quick, Yurko. Do you oh, want... Uh... Oh, man. What were you going to give me, Carm? Were you going to give me something special there, Sailor? I'm hoping for something special. I was gonna... What are you thinking, Carm? I was going to tell you about uh, Week 13 um, power rankings in the NFL. Uh, hey, you're going to give me the old peppermint patty? <laughs> Who would you power rank number one right now? And I swear that I don't think there's one great team in this league. I really don't. Like, I think the Eagles are awfully good, Yerk. They're also, I, I, I think, like, they're two. Right. Each of the last two weeks, the other team had receivers that had walking touchdowns, and the receivers just screwed up right. to beat them. I mean, and it doesn't make sense, but I'll put the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, wow. You got Dallas number one, huh? I got Dallas number one. So the Ringer's latest has Dallas number five. They do have the Eagles one. And it's almost just like, well, I guess. I said it doesn't make sense. Yeah. What, I, what, what I'm going to say doesn't make sense. And you, and you had pointed out that they're not playing anybody. Well. And I'm like, I get it. They're not playing anybody. But you know what? They're, they're playing teams that aren't as good as And they're destroying them. They are. I, I've got more on that. I'm really going to anger the Cowboy fans in a minute. Okay. okay. But uh, let's take a break. Matt Eberflus is supposed to talk to the media. We'll carry that live when it happens. Courtney Cronin, more importantly, will join us at 135. And most importantly, more of your phone calls coming up as we talk Bears, NFL.
We are through week 12. 312-332-3776. We'll be right back. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. Carmen and Yurko are back. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. We were talking about the latest NFL power rankings. Uh, The Ringers got the Eagles one, the Chiefs two, the Niners three, the Ravens four, Dallas five. Bears are 28th. No, uh, 29th, I think, actually, which is about right. Right. I got you there. Uh, Bear, I'll tell you exactly. Bears are 28th. Um... Uh, here's Eberflus. We'll uh, we'll continue the conversation. Here's the head coach meeting the media on your home for the Bears. So uh, excited about the division win uh, yesterday, and uh, you know, great going into the bye week. Uh, you know, the guys are we're certainly excited. You guys saw that the video of that last night, and uh, you know, really this bye week's about rest and recovery for those guys. Um, they've all met with the performance staff uh, prior to leaving, and uh, they have a plan uh, for each guy to make sure that they're all squared away for that rest and recovery and come back. Um, at their maximum health they can have physically and mentally. Um, so that's a big part of this bye week. You know, it's a little different when it happens this late. You know, I know we had the two mini buys, uh, which was good to have. You know, those 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 mini buys are good, but this bye week is uh, is certainly beneficial for us uh, leading into these last uh, you know games that we have. Um, you know, as regards to last night, um, you know, just want to credit again to the whole football team. You know, for the resolve that we had. Um, you know, being able to uh, finish that game off the right way and certainly had some adversity at the end of the game. Um, you know, I credit uh, Cairo, you know, missing that first field goal and coming back, uh, his resolve in that. Uh, certainly for the for the offense, you know, having the two fumbles at the end and being able to uh, have the mental focus and the determination to take that two-minute drive down there and get us in scoring position uh, to win the game. And, and the defense, you know, the defense, the way they played all night, and, uh, you know, they had a tough situation at the very end there to go, uh, you know, get them to fourth and ten uh, to, to force that punt at the very end. So that was really cool to watch those guys do that. And uh, just the whole group coming together. And, you know, from what happened to the week before, um, you know, and the way we came together on Monday and put our eyes forward to the next opponent and to be able to do that um, going into the bye week with a win uh, and win in that way, in that fashion, um, is a big step for our football team, a big step for us uh, as the Chicago Bears. And uh, so certainly excited about that. And uh, the health of the team is good. Uh, we feel really good where, where most people are. And, uh, you know, we'll see where that is. The guys will come back in on Monday. We'll check in on them, make sure they're all set. And uh, we'll go from there. But, uh, again, we got the Detroit coming up, and that will be our main focus as we get going. Uh, obviously a good opponent. And we'll look forward to that, and we're excited about that. But uh, with that, I'll open up to questions. What's the prognosis on Stevenson? Yeah, we'll see where it is with him. But uh, you know, he tweaked his 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 uh, his foot um, on the turf. You know, he made a really really nice interception. You know, in the red zone, seven on seven, and uh, he tweaked it. Uh, but we uh, we're hopeful. We feel pretty good about where he is. You expect him back this year. This year? Yeah. Oh yeah, I hope so. I know you talked last night about the, the horizontal passing game and kind of the way you guys use that to combat the Vikings blitz. What about what the Vikings do kind of prevent you from attacking like short, intermediate, middle, you know, with slants or, or, or kind of some of those quick routes in the middle of the field? Yeah, I mean, they they, they pack the paint, so to speak. Um, 
you know, some of their coverages are, you know, where it's three deep and they got, you know, two guys in the middle. You know, so really the open open spots on a lot of those are the perimeter. And you certainly can hit some side high, high side pockets on those, which we did with DJ um, a couple of times. You know, but, uh, you know, certainly they, they, they give those things away. You know, you just got to do a real good job of spitting the ball out there, you know, blocking well on the perimeter, which we did at times. You know, you saw DJ get a couple of nice runs there uh, towards our bench. Uh, there was a couple of times. Uh, but that's where, really where you can take advantage of it. On Montez's uh, the sack in the first quarter where he was credited for like the whole sack, not the half one, it, him and Ngakwe were aligned together. Yeah. Has having him here, has that allowed you to get more creative with any of like the stunts or any of the pressures that you're asking your guys up front to do? Yeah, uh, Travis Smith, uh, uh, that was his idea to put those guys on the same side and uh, run that little pick stunt that we had. Uh, we ran it a couple of times. We lined up in that same alignment, did a couple other things out of that, had a nice, uh, I think, third or fourth down stop out of that same alignment with a different pressure. Um, but, yeah, you definitely need to do that. You know, anytime you can get a mismatch and put, you know, guys, him on a particular side, you're doing that for a particular mismatch uh, or you're creating an advantage for somebody else somewhere else. Um, you know, so that's that's the benefit of having a player like that. Matt, to, to Kevin's question, when you rewatched the game, were you satisfied with, with the way the game plan unfolded with the passing game? Did you want to, to mix in some more downfield shots, or how did you see it when you went back through it? Yeah, I mean, you're always wanting more chunks. You know, explosive plays are where it's at. I think we had eight explosives, which is, you know, right where we're at uh, in terms of goal-wise. But, you know, we certainly, when you're playing a team that pressures that way and they're vulnerable in the coverage, uh, I believe that we should have more. Um, and, uh, you know, we're always looking to get that, but, uh, certainly we had some opportunities, um, to hit some more of those and, uh, we want to take advantage of those. I know you talked about Roshan a little bit last night, but to put a rookie in a position where uh, he's pass blocking against that sort of blitz, why were you confident to do it? And is this something that, that, that the timeshare is going to be like this going forward, or is it going to be a game to game basis? Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, Roshan did a nice job, uh, you know, for the most part. You know, there was a couple couple hiccups in there. Um, you know, the one sack that we did take uh, with the edge pressure. You know, he's just got to be more inside and firm. And, uh, you know, he'll learn that as he goes. You know, he's, he's still a rookie, and he's got a lot of situations that he hadn't seen yet um, in real time in game situations. So, but uh, he's a heck of a worker, uh, super smart, tough. He's real tough, tough guy. And uh, he's, he's one of our better protectors. You know, so he'll continue to work on that. But uh, in terms of your second part of your question, you know, uh, we're always going to look at the practice. We're always going to look at production. And uh, it's always going to be based upon that. Health-wise, is Khalil where you want him to be? What's that? Health-wise, is, is Herbert yeah. where you want him to be? Yeah, he's, he's right where he needs to be in terms of his health. Uh, we feel good about that. What did you think about the Vikings going forward on that fourth and seven? Were you surprised by that? Uh, no. Um, you're always ready for them to go. You know, I'm, I'm talking to a bunch of different people on the headset, you know, based on the probabilities of them going for that, you know, on third down. So I'm always set for the fourth down call. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm never surprised by that. We're always ahead of that. When you talk about capitalizing, the offense capitalizing off the turnovers, that uh, off of Jalen's interception, the two penal- O-line penalties right away, and then third down throw where Mooney looked like he was open enough to make, you know, for Justin to connect with him, which – Part of that, I guess, needs to be cleaned up more. Like the, it seems like the self-inflicted stuff, but also a throw that Justin probably should be able to make. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go back one step uh, there, then I'll answer your question. 
uh, the interception should have been, you know, a great return, you know, and we got to, we got to really do a good job. Uh, the guys did a good job. We know that's a wall return up the numbers and a really good block by uh, Eddie Jackson on the antenna receiver. You know, everybody knows that you block the antenna receiver first, right? And he did a really good job with that. And there's a couple other blocks, you know, uh, main was in position, um, you know, Brisker was in position for that wall return, you know, and Jalen's got to just take that thing right up the sideline there. Um, and you take it up the numbers so you have the ability to bend it and have more space. You got that yards from the numbers to the sideline to really create more space for yourself. So that's number one. And we should have it in a better better position for our offense. You know, and then uh, to answer your question was, uh, you know, it's, it's not what you want. Of course, you know, it's, and it's disappointing to be able to move backwards, you know, when you have that. And we have to capitalize on, on that momentum and those uh, situations where our team has built momentum and we got to seize the momentum at that point. And that's either, um, you know, obviously we want touchdown first and, you know, field goal second. And, uh, and to have negative plays by, t- by either TFL sack or penalty is, is not uh, – Desired. Matt, what happened with uh, Tevin on the, that field goal where he was uh, had come out for a couple series? Uh, for Tevin? Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was no – we didn't have to turn anything in. I don't think there was anything there. I don't know. I asked the medical guys afterward, and, uh, again, I don't have any clarity on that right now. The leg thing? Just kind of, kind of looked like from the way you've been. You know yeah. What? Again, I don't, I don't know what it was. I don't know what it was. He, they, they, I asked him, is he okay? And he said, yeah, he's good. So that's all I got. Man, what did you see? What did you see on Justin's fumbles? What actually went wrong on those plays for him from a ball control standpoint? Yeah, yeah. The one was what we talked about earlier was the one protection. Uh, you know, Roshan came across to block the edge, and um, you know, I thought he could have been just you know a little bit more uh, um, poised uh, back there, a little bit calmer in his demeanor. Um, he felt the pressure, and that's really a function of the protection a little bit because Roshan, like I said, needed to be firmer on that side. Uh, blocking the edge, and uh, he stepped up um, um, right away. Like I said, he had two hands on the ball. I thought it was a good play by the defensive end to strip it. Uh, so that was that one. Um, you know, and then the second one when he took off to run, I thought it was a good decision. <clears throat> Take off to run. There was a huge gap in the middle of the defense and a lot of space. Um, you know, for the situation. And uh, as he gets into traffic, he's got to put his class pen over the ball. And uh, he didn't do that. And I thought the defender made a really nice play. He put his hat on the football, and it came out. Man, I don't know if you're into, I don't know if you're into numbers or stats, but your defense is now ninth uh, in yards, but uh, which is obviously obviously a sign of improvement. But you're also 28th in points, which is kind of an unusual disparity. Like I said, I don't know if you're into numbers, but what does that disparity mean to you? To you know, what what does that say about where your defense is right now? Yeah. Yeah, so it's really, a, you know, of course, defensive coach, uh, you know, looks at it. You know, the non, non-traditional touchdowns, you take those away um, and look at the numbers there. It's probably a little bit better. It's a lot better. Um, so defense is scored on – touchdowns scored on our defense um, is, is right in the middle of the pack. Um, you know, but we got to do a better job in the red zone too. You know, you know we got to own that. Um, and it's really third down. You know, in the red zone, we got to do a better job. So, again, this this whole thing is uh, for us is a self scout uh, operation here during this week, and we're going to look at every every aspect of our football team, uh, all the situations uh, to improve. But uh, I like where our defense is right now. Uh, in a lot of ways, um, we're building momentum. Uh, the guys are coming together, and uh, you can certainly feel that. Um, 
Um, everybody can feel that, and it's uh, it's going to be something to watch here in the next five games. I saw the video addressing the team, and we also got to see Justin kind of step in and thank his teammates for kind of having his back in those tough situations. Yeah. That's stuff you get to see a lot, but we don't get to see Justin in those moments. What did you make of the way that he just kind of took that response? Yeah, it was uh, for him to stand up there uh, and to do that in that moment, I think that's special. And it says a lot about his character and about 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 his leadership. And uh, it was really neat to see. And the response of the guys, you know, was also really cool to see, too. And that was a cool moment. All right. Well, there's Matt Eberflus. He'll be on later about an hour and ten minutes from now with Waddle and Sylvie, the coach's show. Uh, I counted 35 you knows. So that's over the 19 and a half. That's like an unofficial. I didn't hear complimentary football at all. He almost got there, like in the beginning, yeah, but he not tried quite. To. Yeah, Chris, yeah. Uh, are we taking a quick break, Chris, or are we staying? All right, quick break. We'll be back in two minutes. We'll take more of your phone calls reacting to the Bears' win in Minnesota in Week 12.